Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome to Wild Garbage, an occasional sentimental garbage spin-off where I get drunk and talk to my friend Jen County about the future of pop culture using the tarot. Hi Jen. Hi Caroline. Thank you for having me again. <laughs> this is your uh, third sentimental garbage appearance, but you've had many um, references over the years. Yeah, honorary mentions. Honorary mentions. If you ever are listening to an episode of Sentimental in the City and we refer to our extremely sexually liberated friend, Hello. we're definitely talking about Jen County. <laughs> Which everyone I know did get and texted me about it and yeah. anonymized me so. <laughs> it's just it perchance about you um, so I'm uh, popping back into your podcast feeds today for two reasons first reason is um, that uh, I'm going to be doing Cheltenham Literature Festival mm-hmm. is that the full name is it I believe Literature so. and Art Festival I don't know no Cheltenham Literature Festival Cheltenham Literature Festival yeah. October 8th and 9th I'm mm-hmm. going to be doing a bunch of events I'm going to be doing all these kind of panels that you float in and out on but the two um, events that I'm kind of losing my shit about <laughs> is I'm doing two um, live sentimental garbages in the same day uh, one is at 9.30 in the morning a classic time for a classic time for George <laughs> Do you know what people love hearing sort of slightly irreverent takes on pop culture? 9.30 in the morning? Over breakfast. <laughs> Over breakfast? I'm just going to be hearing like the faint rattle of silverware cutting through an overdone egg while I talk <laughs> about like... Benedict. Yeah. While I talk about like the future of like, you know, fucking a Tessa Mashbeg. And... <laughs> And then, uh, and that will be with Alexandra Haddo, who did our Kate Moss episode. It's, it's actually going to be really fun. We're going to have a great time. Uh, and then the next one is going to be uh, 6.30. Uh, it's in the evening, a normal time. And that will be a free event at Boston Tea Party. So you can kind of rock up to that anytime you want. And Jen Cammy will be there. I will. I will be there. And we'll be doing more of this, I we'll suppose. We'll be doing this again. And there probably will be some wine with it, which will make yeah, it that's a it. more unhinged. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would be a slightly unhinged vibe. Um, and the other reason I wanted to pop on is that um, I, you know, season eight of the podcast ended. It was a huge season for for me. <laughs> it was many, many listens. Uh, we got to five million downloads by what? the end of it. I know. Nuts. That's that's a it's quite, lot of people. It's very nutty and like also quite lucrative. <laughs> but I'm uh, delighted for you. Thank you very much. I was just a bit um, a bit burnt out and also I've got a bunch of projects on at the moment and uh, I told people it's on my Instagram but I never really thought to tell them on the podcast where they mainly hear from me. So this is me telling you. Um, I'll hopefully be back by sort of like maybe December, maybe January uh, with a full, a full suite of new episodes. Um, but for now, this is just to wet your whistle, really. Yeah. Might do another one. Might pop in because like, I just love hanging out with you and chatting shit so much and they're very low effort <laughs> let's face it it's like get your delivery yeah exactly <laughs> we're, this, we're currently waiting on the delivery right get now great uh yeah it's, it's not like you know arranging sort of going through your pr and then getting booking a studio time or whatever no you simply message me i message you on monday evening is now wednesday evening you know it's very easy um okay so if you haven't listened to an episode like this before uh go back to wildcard one i think it's one of the best episodes ever I agree. Uh, we just, uh, me, and, me and Jen are, are big, both fans of the tarot. We uh, take random cultural concepts out of a, uh, today it's a Tupperware. It is a tiny little Tupperware. I usually use it for my lentil-based dolls. Lentil-based dolls, yeah. come through. Um, what all dolls are based on, but still. We pick a subject out, we chat, and then we uh, draw a card for its future or present or whatever well, yeah we draw a little tarot card for it and in case you're being like are they even qualified for this the answer we is yes actually really are yes what are your qualifications in this matter so I actually have a lovely certificate which is my <laughs> sorry did I just kid with that it's got really like gothic lettering okay um, no, so I, I did, from Treadwells I believe from Treadwells from about 
I don't even know, seven, eight years ago. Yeah. Um, but I have also written a book about tarot. Uh-huh. So um, I'm an experienced tarot reader. Yes, you have a manual out. Uh, I do, called Wildcard, uh, Let the Tarot Tell Your Story. And yes. it's got a, a really good shiny cover. Um, so, so yeah, I've written all about the tarot. I've spent a lot of time reading it, doing it. Um, and I think that makes me deeply qualified to read tarot for like charcuterie or poops or whatever comes out, <laughs> of, the, out of the mixtape this week. So wild card, sentimental garbage, wild garbage. You get it. See what it. happens. It's, yeah. it's seamless. It's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, I'm going to pick the first. What about your qualifications? My qualifications? Oh, sorry. I Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I can't just like let it all be on me. We're both very qualified yeah. readers. So I also... Um, I find it hard to know sometimes what it is people know of me outside of this podcast but I write a young adult series called All Our Hidden Gifts uh, two books are out there's a third one coming I'm and so excited for it it's actually bomb <laughs> it's I actually it. so good and and uh, and you really helped inspire the arc of the third one so I'm really I'm really excited for your opinion on it but um, yeah it's a supernatural uh, story for teenagers but many adults enjoy it and it involves the tarot alright so first first subject oh I love this one okay Fingernails. Fingernails. I feel like we were very like aligned in our minds because I nearly wrote nail varnish. Anyway, fingernails. Fingernails. How are your fingernails today? Both of us have no have nothing going on. Not no, okay, but nothing good on, but also a short nail. A short nail. And this is the thing I feel quite strongly about. Okay, so me too. I don't think we've ever discussed it. Okay. I I hate what's going on right now. <laughs> I hate it. Oh my God. I hate. I'm sorry. Like uh, with the massive caveat of like you do you and and beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Mm-hmm. And if it makes you feel like elegant and powerful, then absolutely, I hate it. I hate it. It makes me. It's like a cat being stroked backwards. It is horrible fingernails on a blackboard when I see a fingernail that's not just like short and. Maybe maybe a nice colour on maybe every now a nice and then. Colour on. These long fake nails, the point that do you know what well, I mean? like I'm sorry, thick. it's the point. Well, like it's the, the thick, pointy Ooh, like a talon just stuck on there. I know, I know. I, I do and I and like I have friends who, who do it and like it's Oh I have fine. so many friends who do it and but I don't want it for myself. I don't want it for myself, um, but I do get that feeling <laughs> you know in the witches. <laughs> I, I feel like a child recognizing a witch. I'm like, oh, she's gonna yeah. turn me into yeah. something. Yeah. Oh my god. No. I, I like whenever I see it, I'm just like, oh, it's good. <laughs> you do you, me do me. Yeah. <laughs> me do me. Me do me. It's like no. I, I like the second I get a little tiny bit too long, I'm like, clip clip clip. Clip, clip, clip. Um, clip, clip. I also, for a long time though, I worked as a bookseller. And right. There is nothing worse. As a bookseller, you do many things, but one mm. of the biggest things you do is shelve books all fucking day long. Yeah. And getting a fingernail you've got to t- pack them in tight oh you don't want anything that can catch yeah. you don't want anything that can like bend backwards yeah. so, and that's the origins of my sort of body horror around a long fingernail but I have, I have a significant sort of sense of body horror around mm. the nails and nail beds and the kind of the general hygiene and sort of like the flaky skin bits and the hangnail sorry I, you're uncomfortable and I don't want to make that <laughs> but like I just, I, I remember as well, a few years ago, I tried to like desensitize myself. Mm-hmm. Do you know, kind of exposure therapy or whatever, because yeah. I knew I was kind of freaked out by it. And I went for a couple like gel manicures no. and I just, I, I was like, she was pushing back and paring back my cuticles and it's like, oh, we don't know what they're for yet. Yeah, there, there's a reason they're there. <laughs> the purpose has not been revealed to us as humans yet. Well, there's, prob- there's, prob- there's, a, there's, there's a reason, reason those cuticles are there. Why they've got them on there. And I don't care if they're not aesthetic. I want my fingernails to be intact. Yeah. And I don't want them to be long. And I, oh. Why are we being such cunts about this, do you think? I don't... I, it's, I mean, as, as you say, someone else totally fine yeah. unless it's a man who's going to put his fingers in my vagina in which case it's simply yeah, that's a no it cannot happen but it's also like I don't know if you've got a dog which you do you yeah. have to keep those nails short you know that's it yeah maybe it's, trim just a, them. it's just a different lifestyle it's not practical I, I pick up four you... shits a day with a plastic bag maybe I'm just not the audience no. for this how do you type how do you like get an eyelash out of your eye how do you with the pads of your fingers, I guess. <laughs> but what if, like, you accidentally poke your... I, I just... don't know. Anyway, anyway. sorry. I went yeah. to the dark place quite quickly. All oh, right, let's 
Paul Ed Tarot. Oh God, yeah, we've got to actually do that. Like, what is the so? Okay, I mean, general. I mean, well, keep, what's the Tarot thinking about fingernails? What's the Tarot thinking? Because I'm thinking this that like to me. six of cups, nostalgia, <gasps> childhood. No children have long, long <laughs> witch nails. Uh huh. That's true. That's true. Okay, here's what I'm interpreting from this. Okay. <laughs> I remember when I was a child and I used to get the Sabrina the Teenage Witch magazine. Oh. I know you lived abroad a lot as a, as a kid, I so... Lived, I, I maybe... also wasn't allowed fancy things like that. Fancy things like the Sabrina magazine. <laughs> My parents were very like, ugh, no, it's £1.99. <laughs> we simply shocked. It, it was... You can go to the library. <laughs> it, was ma- it was magazines at their very peak. Mm. You got so much free makeup with it, and it was really fun makeup. It was like transfers and glitter and nice stuff. But um, one of on one issue, you got a nail pen that was like <gasps> it was like just silver goo that you would draw I've on your nails. Lost my with. fucking tiny mind for that. Yeah, and you just draw little stars on your mm. nails or little half mm. moons. And that is what I want to see. Short, stubby nails. Which is like with joy. Little, little just drawings on them. <laughs> I think this is like, I wonder if the problem with nails is that they've become some kind of weird symbol of like f- sexuality and they've become freighted with meaning. And they're mm. not just like, sometimes it's nice to see your fingernails and, they, and have them be a bit jazzy. Yeah. Like that's the most I can find for my fingernails. I, I paint them and I'm like, it'll last for three days. Yes, yes. No, I do not. And like, I've got joy. a friend who... um. She always has beautiful, not just fingernails, but hands. Like, she always has lots oh. of stacked, beautiful rings going oh. on. And she changes her nail varnish a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but they are quite short. And she's like, she's like, oh, well, she's a writer as well. She's like, all I do is type all day. And I, oh, want, my, so I want my hands to look nice. The tools of the trade. The tools of the trade. And, like, yeah. I would like to adopt more of that energy. Childish joy in your fingernails. Childish joy. Not Childish this, like, joy. weird... Uh, disabling, I feel. And mm. uh, highfalutin... It's, it's the high heels of the hands. The high heels of the hands! Though, side note, toenails, absolutely. Fucking all the time, paint them different colours. Really? Yeah. I prefer to not think of them ever. <laughs> no, I quite I, like I clip them, but I don't want to oh, think about them Oh, I quite like it, like, I feel as though I like a foot to be... Really? Yeah. The same. only time I think about that part of my body is when I'm going to a wedding and I shave my big toe. <laughs> As a gift to the bride. And just like, bye. Bye, Goodbye. I'm wearing a strappy sandal for the first time. It's it's May 31st, you know. Mr. Frodo. (laughs) Oh, Mr. Frodo. (laughs) No, I would say I love toenail polish because I just think it gives me a bit of jazz, those piggies. But it's a whole different thing. Yeah, it's a whole different thing. I don't file them into points. It's a different energy. It's it's Mm, different. mm, mm. All right, next one. Okay, next one. We've already alienated so many people. (laughs) Oh no, I feel bad now. Actually, no, it's your turn to pick oh, one. Sorry, I'm rustling pick? around, but it is your turn. Okay, I'll rustle instead. What have we got? What have we got in here? I'm so glad fingernails came up. I could do a whole podcast yeah. just on that, to be honest. What's in here? Oh, jeans. Jeans? Jeans. Quite similar vibe in that it's very much about fashion. Yeah, we're, yeah. So look, I'm a person who has historically not worn jeans very mm. much. And so I'm always curious about them because everyone's like, the blue jean, it's a neutral, it goes with everything. Yeah. I don't know that it does. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? The thing is, is does the, it? the weird optical illusion, I'm very much a jeans, a jeans hunt. Yeah, but you, uh, you've got the ability to wear a jean and it... Like, we all have the ability to wear yeah, a jean. Yeah, but we can all wear a jean. If Fran Leibovitz can wear a jean, then, then we can all wear a jean, yeah, you know? But when I wear a jean, I feel like I'm wearing a jean. Right, so the, thing, the weird thing about the jean is that like... Uh, when you are getting dressed for me anyway mm. I'm getting because it has become such a neutral in my mind that it's basically blank space I don't think it is though you, you get dressed in the morning and it feels like here's my outfit I'm fine and then you see a photograph of yourself and you're yes. like yes nuts <laughs> yeah like it's not actually a neutral it's a specific like weird you're, work you're choosing from, to like, put blue, blue trousers on yeah. early 19th century America or whatever I have no idea what the history of the gene is but that's why I've just yeah, it is like, that yeah. <laughs> fantastic yeah. it's it's not a neutral. It never has been. Yeah. And you can really you can really date a photo down to the sort of the year, maybe even the month, by the style of a jean. It's interesting though that how it's like such an emotional thing mm. for I wanna say probably I mean maybe men have emotional feelings about jeans as well, but definitely women because like the styles of jeans are mm-hmm. mysterious and mm. off odd. Um 
uh, obviously, I think we're, as millennial women, maybe not you because you don't wear them, but... I do have some jeans. You do have some, but we're all having this existential crisis over whether or not skinny jeans are okay. Oh, God, no, who knows? Yeah. Who knows? And then people say things like, Mom jeans, which I can't say with Mom the right jeans. accent. Yeah. And and there's boyfriend jeans. What's the and difference? Girlfriend jeans. What's the difference? It's hot. And then you go into like different like shops s- and it's like, this is the Sadie. And you're like, it's very stop trying to make fetch happen. Yeah. Like, I, just, I kind of wish the tyranny of jeans would end and that we could all just embrace another trouser. Like a chino? No. <laughs> <laughs> now you say it, I take it back. The three of pentacles. The pentacles are the suit of the body, which is right for jeans. Mm-hmm. Um, and the three <laughs> which is right for jeans. Because they go there. Yeah. Uh, the three is all about kind of working together to create something. Mm-hmm. So quite often in tarot you'll see it represented as um, three people building a cathedral together. And I think jeans mm. are one of the ultimate cathedrals of modern fashion. Like <gasps> That is like something Iris Apfel would say and then it would be embroidered into a pillow. If anyone would like to embroider it, go for it. But they've been built over so many years. They have been built. Jeans weren't built in a day. By, by, they were built by collective imagination. By collective imagination (gasps) and by teamwork and by constant sort of approval from others. And jean fashion, the reason we sit there and go, are skinny jeans in? I don't know. What does a mum jean? Because, the thing about a jean is it's defined not by whether it looks good on you or whether you like mm. it. It's defined by everybody else. <gasps> See, okay, all right. I've got something. Okay. <laughs> so, all other fashion, right? Mm-hmm. We all know the Devil Wears Prada. Yes. My blog on fashion, which I, I know so little about fashion that, like, there could be there could be many reasons why the Miranda Priestley rant about, like, how Oscar De La Renta used Cerulean in his runway show mm-hmm. and then it filtered down to whatever bragging basement you pulled that lumpy blue sweater out of. <laughs> I'm sure there's many arguments as to why yes. it's not technically true, but as far as I'm aware, I'm a fucking pig. I, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that's, that's, how, that's how fashion works. I've used it in client presentations. <laughs> it's it's the best speech ever made in the best film ever made. Absolutely. Um, but uh, that is true of so many trends. Like mm. you, 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 you pick up Sunday Time Style, and they tell you what's going to happen in in fall. And mm. then, lo and behold, there, there they are. There's the yeah. oversized jumpers yeah. with the whatever the bits on them. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what the styles but a are. A jean can't be influenced. A by A jean cannot be influenced, and it reminds me of this quote I heard Zadie Smith say, where she said she was talking about Winston Churchill. <laughs> okay, I am stoked to hear this. So to hear this, where she said that how the Tories were trying to secure after the World War Two, obviously mm. Labour had the historic victory. And the Tories were like, oh, you know, we we helped one win World War Two kind of thing. It's like, no, people won World War People won it. People won World War Two, yeah. not Churchill. Yeah. And that's the same with jeans. And I think this... People, the people decide who the, the jeans are. It's choice. And, <laughs> you know... And that's why we get so confused because the magazines say one yeah, thing, but the yeah. people do another. Kendall Jenner might be wearing a jeans so low that you can see her Or moms. so high, it's at her throat. But the people... <laughs> It's the people's jeans. the people decide. The people's republic of denim. It is the only truly democratic thing in our society. There's a reason why I might embrace it more. And they they will tell you the straight leg is in or the high waist is in or the low waist is in. what they say. All it matters is. What's on the streets? What's on the mean streets? (laughs) Tara, you are so wise. And that's why the Three of Pentacles is the perfect card for jeans. It really is. I hope this works in a live setting. I guess we'll find out. I guess we'll find out. Oh, um. Our is on the way. Okay, we've got one more and then we'll pause it and then we'll reconvene. Let's hope this is what people want from their mid-season break. Tiny dogs. Tiny dogs. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay, tiny. Have we talked about this? I mean, I know you're a big fan of tiny dogs. Yes. So. (laughs) You have uh, we recorded a sentimental garbage episode on tiny dogs. Oh god, I didn't know that when I put it in. No, 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 no. Plus, <laughs> you, I'm amazed you didn't know this, but um, because it was the great misery of my life. Laura Thompson, who is one of the coolest women I've ever met, um, and she wrote a book about the Midfords and she wrote a book about heiresses. She came on to talk about the cultural history of tiny dogs, mm-hmm. and like the 
whatever happened in the studio that day, it just didn't <gasps> come out. Yeah, or it got lost or something. Okay, that explains why I didn't know about it, but I'm surprised yeah. you didn't tell me about this. I know, it was so was it too deep. And, and then it was... it was kind of too deep, and then I kind of said to her, like, oh, come back in, but then we kind of couldn't find the right day, and then it sort of mm. fell by the wayside. Maybe she'll come back in, but I have so much to say. Okay, do you want to talk about it first, or do you want me to put a tarot card first so that we can... I would like... Um, I have something to say first. Okay. Which is that uh, culture is cruel to the tiny dog. It really is, which is why I put it in there. She is cruel to the tiny dog, and mm-hmm. I am the custodian of a tiny dog. You well, are. I would call her small. Yeah. I wouldn't call her tiny. I would call a chihuahua. Uh, or I mean, you don't. The chihuahua is unusually small. Yes. I would say. Would you put her in the tiny category? I'd put her in the tiny category, and I am an occasional custodian of Sylph. <laughs> you are. You're I'm her, her holiday weekend. You are. I'm her beloved aunt sometimes. But um, yeah, uh, like the thing about the tiny dog is that they became sort of famous over the years, and they have these spike moments in history. You saw it with Gene Harlow in the nineteen twenties. You see it with Paris Hilton in the noughties. Of like they become associated with rich women who don't have babies mm. and, and and rich women Very who are bad. who are highly mobile and go places and so these women have to take home with them and the way they do that is that they bring their dog with tiny them dog. and the tiny dog goes in the big handbag and that becomes a way in which we like like picture idle gross women in the culture is common brain. It's very lazy category. Like it is it totally is to be like she's got a tiny dog and the same things that we say about the tiny dog are the same things we say about the women it's like it doesn't work it's oh. too loud it's not it's not fit for purpose it's sort of like weird it's out but of place they were bred for purpose and some of them were bred for lap dogs but yeah the tiny dogs were also bred to be working dogs yeah one thing and working you're still working if you're a companion you are sex work is work <laughs> no, sex no. work is work <laughs> Pug on the street, I'm gonna be like, sex work is work. But they have they have a job to, to do. Yeah, they do. It's to bring joy to the hearts it of millions. It is. I, I'm like, and I do find joy brought to me by tiny dogs. I do sometimes worry about like sitting on one. Oh sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then I like a sturdy tiny dog like yes. Sylph. I'm like, she would tell me. Yes. Yes. And just like, I I I think that as well. There's this thing with like. When people are like, mm, I love big, messy dogs. Mm, yes. I mean, I do. I like them too. I like them too. I like a big dog. I like dog. every dog. Hey, hashtag they're all, all good dogs, Brian. Hashtag all dogs. Hashtag all dogs. They're all good dogs. All dogs are good dogs. All dogs are good dogs. However, I do feel like um, there is this sort of like thing when, when, when girls really go for on the I love big dogs kind of thing. Oh, yeah, where it's like, I love beer and hot dogs. I love beer, yeah. It's very gone girl. It's very gone girl. Yeah, I want a mastiff. Yeah. I'm a great Dane. Yeah, totally. And Mm. also, and no one ever talks about it as well, when people are like, oh, I love a big dog. I have to get my big dog or whatever. It's like, you're talking about big money. You're talking about... No, you're right. And you're talking about big shits. Big shits. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like, I just think as well... Gavin said this to me recently and I thought it was absolutely nuts and I was like this is why I love you and he was like he was like I don't like like big dogs and I I said why he was like a big dog is like a moron cousin (laughs) (laughs) but a small dog is like your little Pokemon (gasps) he does speak truly he only speaks the truth he loves a pocket princess yeah of dogs I love that okay anyway should we pull a card for yeah. the tiny dogs? Yeah. So I feel there's going to be a lot more to say about mm. them. Okay, what card, what card, what card? Oh, this one speaks to me. Interesting! The devil! The devil! Honestly, fits. It really does. It really fits. The devil is all about breaking out of patterns that contain you and yeah. ways of thinking and cycles that are not serving you. And yeah. I think there's a thing here. It is time for tiny dogs to break out from their chains. Yeah. <laughs> Not literally. I don't want an overrun world of just dogs everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> or do I? Oh, I'm not sure. Mm. But there's a thing there that we've already touched on of the way that they are seen. Yeah. And the, and the way they become shorthand for the women who adore them. I just think it's time for us to yeah. 
to remake that world for the tiny dogs. You know what? We do. How are we going to do this? Well, here's Where the do thing. We, start? we are, we are, and I'm sorry for many of the listeners. This may alienate the people who are left behind from the fingernail chat. <laughs> uh, we are living in the middle of a great poodle breed, poodle mix backlash. Mm. I am having this conversation a lot. I mean, I spend a lot of time in dog parks talking to mm. dog owners, frazzled dog owners who adopted during the pandemic mm-hmm. or, or slightly before. Um, uh, and they are, they've got their cockapoos or their cavapoos or their whatever. And they're all, they're all nuts. These dogs are very nutty. But they're also very aloof and not friendly. They're... I, I don't love them, personally. A poo, a poo dog, I've, I've met some great poo dogs. Oh, yeah. Juno, if you're listening, love you. Mm. Um, but also quite a few. If you're listening. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> some people leave this on for their dogs, you, you know. <laughs> but a poo dog is quite an aloof dog, as well as being quite a high-energy dog. Yeah. Mm. And I have spoken to quite a few people who mm. were like, yeah, people sort of said they're hypoallergenic and that they were good for the... And, they, and then it sort of turns out to... Whether or not they bought it from like a not a great breeder or maybe hey i'm ryan reynolds recently i asked mint mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes and then when i asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts they said what the f*** are you talking about you insane hollywood ass so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com The dog, the mother was overbred or whatever the fuck happened. They are not having a great time with that dog. No. And that is sad for them. And I hope they all hold on and make it work mm. and get the training and all that. But it does mean that the great little dogs mm. will come okay, so roaring over the horizon. And obviously the poo dog has its own... Which is what I'm just genetically The poo dog. <laughs> Any poo dog the problems. poo dog. The poo dog has its problems. Yeah. But one thing I would certainly say about a small dog is I love a little small mongrel dog. Mm. I think some of the problems with small dogs, and you look at like a pug, for example, yeah, where it's, whose eyes can literally just fall out. <laughs> you just surprise him, <laughs> you know. Well, they're, they're, no, I've heard it's horrible stories, and yeah. his bottoms need to be milked. Oh, the Mon- the, the milking monthly. of the glands. The milking's bad. The milking's I bad. I think there's something there also about kind of for me and the devil about we've got to get away from these pedigree lines, like a little yeah. a little dog with a little bit of like. We know what they mostly are. Sylvie, mostly JRT, but she's definitely not full Jack Russell Terrier. No, she's not. She's probably there's, a corgi. She's probably a chihuahua. She's probably something else. And yeah. that's where the magic happens. And that's where the magic a happens. A little dog where you're like, she's got a, a few bits in her. Yeah. Who knows what they are. Yeah. Let's break those kind of pedigree circles and let's get into little dogs of unknown or... Little known. dogs of unknown origin. Little dogs of unknown origin. <laughs> the fucking best dogs of all. So we're back from our quick delivery break. It was wonderful. We're energised. We're ready to go. We are. Whose turn is it at the Tupperware? You picked Tiny Dogs last time, so I All think right. it's my turn to pick. Sorry, I feel like I really honked the mic on Tiny Dogs. No, I think you had important things to say. Yeah. And I was glad of it. Oh. Who's in here? <laughs> oh. Oh, my God. Okay. Margaret Atwood. So I, I put in Margaret Atwood because I figured we're, this is um, an advertisement for the Cheltenham Literature Festival and we should have some literature chat. Is she there? No. Oh. I mean, maybe. Who knows? <laughs> Who's even looked at the program? Think about that woman. Mm. <laughs> oh, I've never met her. Great hair, I think. Great hair. And a, a phenomenal contribution to literature. Yeah. Which is what you would say before you're about to say something kind of bitchy. <laughs> and are you? Yeah. Go! I just feel like, like, I know, I've, like, I've, I've known a bunch of journalists who've interviewed her. Uh, our, your friend, Fiona, who's your collaborator, has mm-hmm. interviewed her in the past. Mm-hmm. And um, 
she is is the older lady, and mm-hmm. she's still very much on the events. Yeah. Sort of track. Yeah, she yeah, she yeah. will be at the festivals. Yeah. She will be the big ticket Saturday night item yeah. at the festivals. And I, from the interviews I've seen and from the people I've talked to who have talked to her, she is so fucking unpleasant. <laughs> and I get if, like, part of you is like, like, she seems like incredibly rude to people. I know people who've been like very rude to her. I know somebody who, like, um, you know, because obviously in The Handmaid's Tale, the, the, the symbol of the red gown and the white hat thing became such a thing for abortion rights. Mm. Um, and I think the Irish abortion movement, obviously, that became a thing. And I, I've heard a story of somebody going up to her at a dinner and being like an Irish woman and being like, you know, we're so thrilled that you're here. This is your book has meant a lot to people like with a TV show coming out and everything. It's been a really galvanizing influence on culture, we think. And Margaret being like, it's a TV show. Get a grip. See, I kind of respect that a little bit. No, I feel like if you don't like people, stay in Canada. <laughs> like, there are no people there. Yeah, like I know Only bears and raccoons. So... This is not tarot related, but it's something that I think you will understand. I think that Margaret Atwood is to you as Emma Thompson is to me. Because I consider, okay. as, as we may have yes. discussed, I consider yes. Emma Thompson to be the greatest charlatan of our times. And I your enemy. Your personal enemy. My personal enemy. enemy. <laughs> like, I cannot watch a film with her in. If I see her doing an interview, I have to, like, skip over it. I can't see her. I think she's got an Emma Bridgewater mug at home that she had personally made that says National Treasure on it. And right. I'm so sick of her. And <laughs> I've why? never met her. We've talked about this before. I know, but We've I want you to tell them why. why. I, I cannot tell you what it is other than I think she has an extraordinarily bad vibe. And I think she's right. so self-satisfied. And... I'm so worried now that Emma Thompson's going to hear your podcast. Yeah, And no, then get not. into a bitch fight with me. But she's not. Yeah. She'd be like, who is this? Little? I just, I think sometimes you just, there's a famous person yeah. and something about them just absolutely. doesn't, just doesn't work for you. And you always find it baffling that yes, I have a big issue with Emma yeah, Thompson. Yeah, I do find it baffling. And I think I'm listening to your Margaret Atwood beef and I'm like, I just I haven't got enough time to think about Margaret Atwood. No, you're fair enough. Maybe it's fine. Maybe I'm too deeply entrenched in like publishing yeah. circles. No, but something. I was I think I mean, you know, you yourself as a writer of, yeah. of feminist body horror and oh, fiction. <laughs> I think I'm gonna use the, the defence that you use on me whenever I get annoyed at like an English Rose actress and be like, yeah. Does it remind you of you? <laughs> well, are you are Well you... shit. <laughs> Well, fuck. What does the tarot have to say about it? I'm going to pull a card Yeah, and before see. we fight, <laughs> I guess. I hate to be perceived. Uh, judgment. Oh, God. It's the judgment card. Well, this is very apt. Oh, dear. The judgment card. Seems I have been told. It's not actually about judging others. It's about how you judge yourself. Oh. It's about making peace with the things that bother you. It's about... Okay, I'm ready, I'm ready to talk. Okay. okay. <laughs> Tell us. I'm ready to talk. Okay. All right. This is like a bonus subscribers only. This is bonus subscribers only. This is not only fans. But this is... Like, okay, so I have actually... I mean, it's not just here. I have heard a couple of like podcast interviews with journalists I really respect who mm. were interviewing Margaret Atwood and she's being like really cunty to them for like no reason. I, I've, I think I have. And they've clearly done their research and I'm like, why are you being a dick? And um, I, I do think part of me is like... And I do get into... I obviously am not at the scale of Margaret Atwood but I do get interviewed about my work sometimes and I'm so terrified that the person doesn't like me or wouldn't like me mm. and I uh, maybe my uh, bitchiness towards Margaret Atwood Peg Atwood if you will uh, <laughs> is because I am so terrified of being unlikable to people and I, I can't fathom why she is so comfortable being unlikable and I guess it's because she's been alive for a million years and she's seen heaven and death you know and she's decided that actually she can sit with other people's displeasure and maybe she can withstand it and maybe survive she it. can withstand it and maybe people have been like 
weird and cunty and dismissive about her work for years mm. and maybe it's boring to have like a bunch of like 27 year olds suddenly decide that you're like their god and savior while they're not actually intellectually engaging with your body of work and they're just glomming onto a tv show that mm. was made maybe that's frustrating for her maybe she's got no time for it maybe she wow i've gone full circle <laughs> Do you think you can maybe make peace with that? Is there some baggage you can leave behind as you move on towards yes. your final your final moment? Which is this what this card in the tower is all about. Wow. Yes. <laughs> I think we've had a, we've done some good work here today. We've done some good work here today. <laughs> I'm pleased. Good. Have we gone completely off the yeah. end? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe but that's fine. It may be that there's this sort of one of those like BBC broadcast things of like Beep. Beep. The second half of the show was not worth listening to. So. We, just, we decided. We just really got our own like prejudices out there about various celebrities. Uh, if you want to talk about various uh, prejudices against various celebrities, mm-hmm. um, who's in the in the box now? This is Joe Alwyn. Joe Alwyn is yeah. that the um, Taylor Swift boyfriend? The sleek golden haired boyfriend of Taylor Swift. Yes, looks eerily like her. Yeah. I have not noticed yeah, that before. Yeah. Every every relationship that's worth anything, they look like siblings, and I include myself in that. Do you think so? Sometimes me and Gav take photographs together, and we look like brother and sister, and it's weird. And what's also weird is that my elder brother, Shane, I have two brothers. Mm-hmm. One of them is often on Instagram because he lives in London, and the other one isn't because he lives in Cork. Uh... He he and I look very alike mm. in that we're kind of gingery. Yeah. Um, and we have a similar kind of eye line. Uh, and he is with a girl who looks a lot like him. So she looks like you. So she looks like me. And one time the four of us got dinner together and we look like flowers in the fucking attic. <laughs> it's so weird. <gasps> okay, I must see a picture of this. Yeah. Joe Alwyn. I mean... I, I mean, The thing about him is... Like, on the one hand, mm. he, like, he's been trying so hard to break into the limelight. Yeah. And failing. On the other, he seems, like, very good-natured about being I Taylor know. Swift's boyfriend. I, I, I can't I just, help but respect that I from know. Him. I think a lot of us are on that A page. lot of, like, yeah. you know, part of you goes, oh, who is Joe? And part of you goes, as, you know, maybe the same for you. I have definitely dated a number of men in the past, and I'm not an award-winning international um, recording artist. But men who have been genuinely threatened by me earning more money yeah. than them, yeah. or like just doing a job that sounds more like professional. Right. Yeah, and I've had, I've like, had like weeks in my or months in my jobs yeah. or whatever where, and I have the most supportive like mm. husband to be in the world. Oh, who to be? Yeah, my who to be. Yeah, who to be. Um, and I've had days where I've been like, or weeks where I've had like, I have to really ration out my good news because mm. I am in a, a profession where sometimes you get no news for months and sometimes you get lots of good news at once and it's marvellous and it's marvellous yeah. but if you live with somebody it can become exhausting yeah because you have like you can't pop the champagne bottle every other day yeah, you, you just can't. can't no um and what is that like for Joe Alwyn I'm so curious I'm so curious but I, and I just on some level I have such great respect for him for actually living the thing that so many men claim they do which they don't which is really genuinely loving a successful and extraordinary woman yeah and not a successful and extraordinary woman who crucial caveat asterisk is slightly less successful and extraordinary than they are yeah and i think a little bit of props for joel when they're i i that's why i put him in i think it's fascinating because you do like like i know for example olivia coleman has like uh i don't know why this has just got back to me through a grapevine of some kind she has a husband who's like he's just been trying to write a novel for 10 years and he's just kind of in the shed or whatever and apparently you know they collaborate every now and then but she just adores him yeah but like the fact that and that's that's cool as well but like the fact that joelwyn is like genuinely trying to have like a really legitimate yeah thespian acting career yeah. uh, and he's trying to keep that as separate as he possibly can from the fact that his girlfriend is the most famous woman in the world absolutely and, and, he, he, and, and he's not resentful he doesn't no. seem resentful of that it's just like a separate two jobs yeah like and he's just he's fine at what he does yeah do you know what I mean he's great he's in not, Catherine Colbert okay can't wait to he's see it he's really good in it I've never seen a thing with him in and been like oh he's bad I've always been like and oh he's yeah. one of those people who when you see him you're like who's that kind of like 
strangely soft and non-aggressively threatening handsome yeah. man and you google you're like oh it's Joe Owen yeah he just sort of like he just appears and stuff and you're like oh is he a bit familiar yeah but he's a little bit forgettable yeah but just like he just seems to be honest I think probably good vibes from that man good vibes I'm a big fan of Taylor so absolutely just like yeah love their love what does the tarot say what does the tarot say for Joe Owen are you going to pull a, are you yeah. going to pull a little cardy card the page of swords interesting so pages in the tarot are very much the students of the tarot the young people yeah, of the tarot yeah. they're, they're burgeoning they're, they're transitioning not, stages they're also just not contained by expectations of what they should <gasps> be and they shouldn't be mm. and the page of swords is particularly kind of like he's the ideas kid you know yeah. he's all like what if I did this this yeah. could be fun and there's no real like shame or embarrassment in the pages Oh, that's so interesting. Oh, Joe, Joe. I okay. I think that I am very aware of for Joe is that he has worked as a songwriter, hasn't he, for Taylor Swift? Yes. Quite secretly. Yeah. And I wonder if maybe he's just got some irons in the fire that he's not telling anyone about because he's not. Yeah. Maybe not even as motivated by fame as we're assuming he is as a famous it actor. Must be maybe he just likes having good ideas and being like, "What if I just wrote a song about that?" Yeah. I just did a thing. Maybe he's going to get really into woodworking. Who Not knows? super interested in his career or his life having a shape. Yeah. Like a recognisable pattern. Is he just following things? And I think we can all use a bit more of that. We should all be a bit more Joe Alwyn. We could. Yeah. Fucking soft king. I love him. He is a soft king. <laughs> or a spiky page. A spiky page. He's a soft one. king. Okay. Love that. Did not expect that to go that way. Mm. All right. Let's do two more. Okay. Two more. Love to do this. Endless fun. These are all mine, I feel. Carbs. Carbs. Love them. Love them. Won't hear a word against them. You chose the wrong person if you were hoping for a spirited debate on carbs. Is that beginning to pass? Do you think the, the female relationship with carbohydrates oh, is being oh. this like fraught one when it's just not fraught? Is it passing to men? I don't know. Oh, is God. It, is all it the men's the thing back is, and forth? I feel like. Why are men so into protein? Why are men so into protein? We like, don't need that much of it. We, nobody needs that much. And also, I've lived with men, and when they're doing all the protein shakes, yeah, we all know what happens. Just next. when you have drums of whey protein, in just your... it's just awful in the toilets. Experience. It's not a good time. It's not a good time. Yeah. It goes right through you, and they're all like gains, gains, gains. Why? Women need to stop obsessing about carbohydrates. Men need to stop obsessing about protein. But we all need to obsess about fiber. (gasps) Oh my god! Sorry, you look. You gave that to me. We all need to obsess about fiber. You you know it. Gave that to me because that is the one. That is the hill that I die on. That is my seven of swords. It's fiber. Mm. I don't give a fuck if I get two grams of protein in a day. Well, you probably probably should get more than that. But fiber, fiber is what will make you feel delightful. Like, the king of pentacles is not the king of... He's not the king of potatoes. He's not the king of rice. And he's not the king of sourdough bread. He's the king of legumes. Legumes. And pulses. I, okay, let me just let me just put this out there for the... This is getting a bit nuts, actually. It's getting a bit sloppy. <laughs> we I, need to... I fully restate my position that the first half of this is the only thing that will ever make it into, into the world. <laughs> I'm just saying, I think that like it can be difficult sometimes uh, to change up your diet, but just buy a couple of those Merchant Gourmet oh, lentil beautiful. sachets, yeah. chop up some veg and put it on a roasting tin together with some olive oh. oil and um, then at the very end just get some feta and a bit of leaf oh. and toss it in together Beautiful. and you'll have oh. the best little oh. dinner. Um, um, do we need a little bonus one to finish us off? I think we need a bonus one, yeah. Just okay. a quickie... But I am a bit pissed now, so... Yeah, I think we've been pissed for some time now. <laughs> Don't worry, darling. Don't worry, darling. The film! The film! The cultural been... event! It's been beset by woe. Yeah, it has been, been, been beset, beset, by beset. By It's been Jacqueline beset. It really has. And I've not seen it. Have you seen it? No, nobody's seen it. Will you see it? No. Why not? Um... You know I have read the whole plot, so I know what happens. I have in it. read the whole plot too, but um, I remember seeing the trailer a long time ago and being like, "This looks interesting." And and what? Okay, what makes me upset about it with the Olivia Wilde thing is I think Olivia Wilde is an intelligent woman of mm-hmm. some taste, mm-hmm. um, and I enjoyed Booksmart a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think, oh yeah, I love Booksmart. Yeah, it was great, and yeah. I I think she's probably like many directors who you know they're on their sophomore feature, like her probably her taste probably outstrips her 
uh, you know, talent maybe mm. at, some, at certain points. But I do think she's fucking interesting. Yeah. And it's all been now reduced down to this like bitch fight, bitch fight, right? And it makes me sad because um, women are. It's like Don't Worry Darling is like a sci-fi futurist mm. type of movie. When is the last time a woman was allowed to direct any kind of genre film like that? Yeah. And I, it does make me a bit depressed. That no, like we can't just enjoy it as a as a three to four star film, you know? Why can't yeah, why couldn't it just have been a film that we could maybe have watched and maybe not have watched? And why is it now I, all I guess because when you start fucking the most famous man in the world, you Is he the most famous man in the world? Yes. I he? think he's the most famous man in the world. <laughs> That's fair. I can't think of a more famous one right yeah. now. But isn't that awful that that's yeah. what it comes down to? It makes me a bit sad, that one. Yeah. I, I do want to know what Florence Pugh knows. <laughs> I do too. But also, is this a safe space? This is a safe space. <laughs> With you and your listeners. Yes. Look, I personally think... I think time will will probably cast a different light on this. I think that probably there were there were two to tango in this. What do you? I, what what exactly? Do you what mean? I mean is, I feel that Olivia Wilde has probably made some mistakes, but I think Florence Pugh probably has as well. <gasps> what do you think she's done? I don't know. Go on, put your finger in the wind. What do you think she's done? I just think Florence Pugh has increasingly got bratty drama school energy. I actually thought the Aperol being filmed doing an Aperol spritz whilst you were blowing off a press conference. I was like, that's not classy. I'm sorry. That's not actually. Oh, I missed that bit. Oh, she did. There's so many that, That's where, that's where a lot of this drama tentacle. is coming okay. from. Is like, oh, Florence Pugh was seen like snubbing Olivia in this way. And I was like, oh. okay, either go off the project or just like support this other female director who you are working for and who is part of your career. Yeah. Don't just make a whole thing out of being like... I'm too important and good for this. And I just, I don't know. I think, oh, I, I sort of... Do you think of, time will out? I don't think time will out. I don't think anyone's a, 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 like a villain here. Yeah. But I think at the moment, the, the media narrative is that Olivia Wilde done something awful and that Florence was the, like, youthful, innocent victim. And actually, I think probably there were two, like, it's Hollywood, two big personalities who both yeah. probably did some slightly weird stuff. And at the moment, the media sides with one. But if we've been taught anything in our lifetimes... It's that that doesn't last forever, and I just I don't know if I were in uh, Florence Pugh's shoes, I wouldn't be a <laughs> shoes. I wouldn't be assuming that it couldn't like come back to bite me at some point. Oh wow! And uh, I just yeah, that's my uh, slightly drunk take on it. Is I have no I have no beef with any of them, but I do feel that when I keep seeing stuff of like mm, Olivia Wilde making all these mistakes, it's like wow. Yeah, clearly, I, I remember clearly there's more than just that on this set. You can't just there's yeah. a lot of stuff that's gone down and I'm sure some of the male uh, people involved in this might have had something to do with it as well it's yeah. not just about these two women having a disagreement um, but yeah I, I think they're all great but I think there's been a lot of people playing other people yeah. in a way that I find I don't understand it that at I all. find distasteful I'm like if you're going to work with a director if you've got a problem you leave the project yeah. and if you that's don't have enough a problem to leave the project then support the project don't be like dissing it in public. This is the thing. I feel like people are so comfortable with tearing down female directors. Mm. Is that like the thing about a director is that it is at the end of the day the buck stops with them and like mm. it is their responsibility to get the vision of the project on screen. And if if, if it doesn't work out, they are the person that yeah. comes unless someone gives a notably bad performance. It's that's who the buck stops yeah. with. And like that means as a job. It can often be, like, you have to be aggressive. You have to be, like, really tell people Mm -hmm. what... You have to be a very big boss and people are still fucking uncomfortable with women doing that job. And so when women do do that job, they have to be so soft and so gentle and such a babysitter and such a mommy. And when someone isn't doing that... I've I've seen it and I've heard that from, like, various friends Mm. who work in TV and film that, like, people just freak out when someone won't be mommy. And -hmm. they're just like, no, this is my vision... We're doing too many such and such at this location. We need to move on. Yeah. Let's go. You know? It's a very... People fucking hate yeah. that when it comes from a woman. Totally. I look, I work in advertising and I work with male and female creative directors and there's a lot more permissibility for men to behave in yeah. more diverse ways, essentially. Or, to, or ways that are more about being true to their creative vision, whereas women have to be a lot more softly, softly. Yeah. So, 
I, I have, without knowing anything about it, because how could I, more sympathy with Olivia Wilde than yeah. I think the I will automatically right side with the woman who's pushing 40. <laughs> I will find her. I will like, side with her, but I won't assume that she's actually some, she's done something horribly wrong, I think. Yeah. I think probably it just sounds like it was a bad set. But also, sorry, but how, like, you know how often you read in a newspaper 10 years after the fact about how toxic a Hollywood set was? Mm. Like, every film. Every film. They had the unfortunate thing of it coming out like pre That's the thing. It's like it's an inherently it's fascistic a horrible culture. Yeah, but like all, all, but it is the thing. I do understand it. Where it's like, if something needs to, if, if as I said, if the buck stops with one person, that creates an inherently fascistic sort of mm-hmm. way of working, where it all is a pyramid that goes to one human being at the very top. Yeah, and it's very few people that isn't corrupt on some yeah. level, and you just have to hope that it has corrupted them in a way that makes good art and doesn't make you too uncomfortable. Absolutely. You know, the one thing we forgot to do there. Put a tarot card. A tarot card for yeah. "Don't Worry, Darling." Just in case the previous section was legally admissible. <laughs> Oh, the three of cards. The card of friendship. The card specifically of female friendship. Seems like these two guys just need to work it out. I think that. I think there's something here that's yeah. quite important. Patch it up, ladies. Patch it up because you are worried, darling. <laughs> uh, this has been wild garbage, and it has been wild, <laughs> wild garbage. garbage. But it's been a, a great testament to our friendship and what a safe space it is. <laughs> Whether it's maybe people want to come to a free event in the Midlands. Uh, <laughs> I don't even call it the Midlands. But close to. Um, we'll be there. We'll be there. Will you be there? Will you be there? And what we might even do is allow people to put their own piece of paper yeah. into our smash yeah. hits biscuit tin. And you can hear our ice cold take on it. <laughs> ice cold and then our tarot take on it. Yeah. Is that something I mean? God knows, Caroline. God be with you, everyone. What I will say, though, is what an honour. What a privilege. What a time this has been. To read from this Tupperware box with you. This is like going to a friend's house to do some knitting or a puzzle, but it's broadcast to five million people, so that's something. It is. (laughs) Let's see how it goes. Bye, everyone. Bye, friends. This has been Sentimental Garbage and I've been Caroline O'Donoghue. You can follow me on Twitter at Zaraline, that's C-Z-A-R-O-L-I-N-E, or email me about the podcast at sentimentalpod at gmail.com. This has been a Justice for Dumb Women podcast. Thank you to Harry Harris for the jingle, Gavin Day for the artwork, and Hannah Varro for the mixing. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com